Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to tonight's Dash Radio Show. And it is Tuesday, so it is myself, Dawn Wright Zabrantz, and my fabulous co-host, Mr. Peter Mingles. Peter's here. Peter's here. And we chat on Tuesday nights because... We found out quickly that we were giving our show away. Right. <laughs> and the Tuesdays we were just going to make ours, and uh, and tonight we we're going to we call have, it Hot Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. We decided we're going to keep one day and actually talk to each other. <laughs> so that's what Tuesdays are going to be. And you can listen. Yes, and for those of you who like to hear us talk to each other, you're well, you're invited to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully people like to hear us talk to each other. I think most do, you know? I think so. Most without an agenda love to. (laughs) And those that have an agenda, we drive them crazy. We do. So we are here to drive people crazy in a good way. (laughs) That's right. All right, so so we were talking about some topics that we wanted to cover tonight. Where where do you want to get started? Well, you know, we're going to get started with tomorrow's guest. And uh, tomorrow's guest is a gal that I met as a result of whatever. And um, she is uh, uh, going to talk tomorrow about lessons that her dad taught her when she was a young girl that actually helped guide her life, and that was to do the right thing. So sometimes that's not always easy, nor is it popular. And sincerely, sometimes by doing the right thing, um, you're going to take the hits. And you may not you know, necessarily like them and they may not feel good, but I think you know, depending on whatever your philosophy is when you're doing the right thing, that means a difference. And our guest tomorrow is going to be sharing with us how she did the right thing as far as taking responsibility for her own health and how she saved her life, her own life, multiple times because she read labels and she didn't necessarily follow instructions and how she took responsibility for her own life. So this is a little bit of a segue towards that, if you will. You know, what's the right thing to do? And the challenges that we're faced with all the time, and, you know, it can kind of give you some of life's lessons as we go, but in my humble opinion, that's what part of the dash is all about you start off over here you end up over here everything in the middle is probably only known by really known by even if you're a celebrity by a few select people and how do you make a difference in your dash and if that even matters to you or not and don't what i found you know i always play around with the example of life like a pizza you draw that big circle there's your pizza and then you carve out the slices, and you can always figure out the slices don't have to be and probably aren't even. The fraction of the people that actually live their life by design and live their life by doing things right are usually in the minority. And a lot of people that gravitate towards the stuff that we do are the minority. So you could be a sheeple, as we playfully say, or you can do the right thing. And it's tough sometimes to do the right thing because you take, the, the, you know, the daggers and the barbs and everything else that's going on. It, so it really what, is. And I have to say, you know, so it's it's rarely the popular choice. And, uh, and, and, and a lot of times doing the right thing is something you're doing when even when people don't know that you're the one doing the right thing. Um, and, and it makes it even harder because, you know, people who have done the right thing in history, historically, you know, like, like I, Daryl, a friend of mine, he used to say, you know, look, it doesn't really matter because, you know, it doesn't matter what people say because they crucified Jesus, you know, and he did the right thing all the time. So it's not what the popular opinion is. It's not just because everybody else is seeing it or saying it. It doesn't matter what's in the newspapers. It doesn't matter what's the what's the buzz out there. Um, that doesn't mean it's the right thing. 
and, and most times it's not the popular thing. So it really makes it challenging. And, and when you're an entrepreneur and you know you're 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 walking to the beat of a different drum, you're not doing what everyone else is doing. Okay, and it's just it's the life we live. It's the it's the 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 by design choice we've made to live a different life and to and and I believe we're held to a higher standard because you know indirect sales we are connected to our product. Indirect sales we are our our financial well being is directly associated with our integrity our loyalty, our character as people. And, you know, there's a lot of people who talk the talk about living a life of integrity, about, you know, being a loyal human being who's connected by their product to their word, to their company, and to their customer. Um, There are a lot of people who talk a really big game, Pete, and we've had this conversation, but it's, it's living the life and actually taking the hits because you're living the life and and actually doing it every single day, even when it's not the popular choice, even when people are tearing you down for living true to your word and being loyal to people that you know are doing the right thing too. Even when everyone around them doesn't think they're doing the right thing, you're standing by their side saying, but I know the truth. And so, you know, it's a tough walk. It, it could be a really tough walk, and uh, you know sometimes we take those lumps and we get cranky about it. But <laughs> we, we, we and then we do radio lumps. shows, and then, and then we, we do, do radio, radio shows. shows. <laughs> we find guests that reinforce our decisions. <laughs> That's right, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but let me share with you why we do it. Be, the the reason why we do it is because although it might be the minority, there are a lot of people probably even listening to this that need that reinforcement as well. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you're wondering, am I doing the right thing? And I guess after all the variables are considered, you know, sometimes it takes a lot of strength and you're alone in your own little world, but you have to do it. You know, I, I this re- reminds me, Dawn, of the picture that I took on my little iPhone, which I love, uh, for taking pictures, and it showed you the sign of the gentleman who put like a PVC pipe uh, thing sign on his mailbox mm-hmm. about the speed limit and the people going too fast in this residential area. And we live close enough to Daytona to think, you know, they, they don't do 200 miles an hour down this little thing, but they go far more than the speed limit, sometimes twice, sometimes even three times the amount and this one gentleman stood up. I showed you the picture. Maybe one of these days we put it up on the yeah, web. I think it's up on. I think it's up on the dash. I, I, I haven't checked. Um, but what happened was this gentleman put up this sign. That, nicely done. Um, he obviously invested a couple of bucks into it for sure. Uh, but it said something like, you know, the speed. You know, please adhere to the speed limit. Didn't say anything nasty. Said like city officials don't care, but we do. And the speed limit on that block is 30 miles an hour. And he said, um, just basically, please, safety first. And if you went up and down my that one block, and there's hundreds of people on that block, um, he was the only one that really did something about it. And sometimes he will be the only one that ever does something about it. And um, whenever I witness those types of things, it's just a reminder that sometimes doing the right thing is pretty tough. So yeah. as we... Yep. So anyway, so yeah, so that's, uh, you know, there's some people that are listening in that are wondering, you know, you're making tough choices. Sometimes I'll go through maybe in the next segment some specific examples of what happened to me when I made the right choice based on whatever my brain decided was going to be the right choice or not. And hopefully my version of the story isn't just the single version of the story that might be a little bit on the dangerous side. But there are people right now that are in tough economic times that are doing things um, that are either the right things or to do or sometimes, and they pay the prices and you sacrifice. And I don't know, you know, when they when you talk about the instruction booklet for life, if that's the, the smart way to do it or not, but you live your own life. And whatever you're going to call whatever happened in your dash, as I bring it full circle to the name of this radio show, is probably going to really matter, if no one else, at least to you. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that... Um 
you know, if you're if you're out there and you know you're in a situation that is calling for someone, maybe maybe there's someone around you who's just not flying the straight and narrow. Maybe maybe they're they're doing something that's lacking integrity or that's you know in some way causing that that meter inside you to go ahead and go off. You know, uh, a few years back. There was a guy, one of my mentors, I cannot give credit where it's due right now because I don't remember who gave this to me. But they said, you know, if if there's something that you know must be said, must be said, and the person in front of you needs to hear it, okay, here's here's the thing, that three questions that you always must ask yourself before you blurt, before you're the one, okay? And he said, always ask, does it need to be said? Does it need to be said by me? And does it need to be said now? And if you get a triple yes, time to blurt. <laughs> and, you know, so, so there might be some times where, you know, it's appropriate to bite your tongue. It might be sometimes where it doesn't need to be said by you or it doesn't need to be said right now. Um, so always be looking at those things because I, I I've always found that to be one of my most powerful my most powerful tools, you know. And you get these little nuggets along the way. So somebody out there needed to hear that right now because I don't know it just came up and it was prompted to me, you know. Because you know sometimes doing the right thing is something that we do silently, and sometimes we're not able to say, "Hey, I know I was doing the right thing." Sometimes we're not allowed to say that. Even when we want to scream it from the rooftops, we're not allowed to say that. Um, and we just have to be silently trusting and knowing and believing that other people know the truth or see the truth or know us well enough to believe and to believe in us that the truth is being done. And then there are other times where we want to say something to somebody else who's not flying straight and we don't know if it's supposed to be us who says it. And I just think that that's a really powerful tool. I've used it a million different times. You got another one before our, before our first break? I sure do. I suppose the term that I use many times is watch out for misguided loyalty. Mm-hmm. Misguided loyalty sometimes is the things that would actually stop you from doing what you just said. So if you're... If you're if you're allowing the loyalty, say for instance, if there's something happening, I'm going to use the I'm going to use the wrong example, but there was a time where President Obama was doing the state of the whatever speech, mm-hmm. and I think one of the representatives, I think it was in South Carolina, blurted out loud, "liar." Oof. Well, that was a that was a horrible time to do that. I'm not <laughs> suggesting it was politically correct either, although he did gain some brownie points for doing that. But he had reached that point where that's it. I am no longer going to be misguided by my loyalty to expect to sit here and put on a happy face and clap my hands. So he now, probably not the best venue for him to do it, but just a great example of how somebody overcame his misguided loyalty. But didn't ask himself the three questions. (laughs) Right. Right. <laughs> Probably a better time to mention that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So where did that violate the three questions? Does it need to be said now, maybe? Right. <laughs> on, on national television? Was that right. was that where yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it did, you know? Maybe, maybe it, it did. did. Maybe it did. And as a as a society it, things would get kinda nasty if everybody just spoke their mind at the whatever, but it was a great example of misguided loyalty. And how he didn't allow the loyalty of you're supposed to sit here with a pretty face and do your thing. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Axel is ready for us because I'm looking I at think my Axel's little time ready. Clock. Axel, go for it. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur... You know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level, for email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio. 
and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to The Dash Radio. That is, this is Dawn wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles, and we're here chatting about doing the right thing and um, and how it's just not always an easy thing to do. And, um, you know, I, I was I was talking to Dan Dore earlier, and, I mean, I've had a coach uh, for years and years. I've I've always committed myself to always having a coach, always being accountable to someone that I talk to professionally, um, not making my professional and business decisions with, but always just somebody that um, when I have goals and I have things that I want to do, it's like having a personal trainer. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's an accountability thing so that I can't go ahead and escape out on my own personal goals for my own self. And so I've, I've, whenever I've had a lot to do or I've, I've been at a crossroads in my life, I've always picked up a coach, a really strong coach, because, you know, when you're a really strong person and a really strong bullheaded person, you need a really strong, more bullheaded coach, uh, <laughs> in order to, so that, so that you don't have, have your way with them. <laughs> so, so I had, I, I asked Dan Dort if he would take me on, uh, a few months ago, and he's been just a really supportive and very valuable coach to me. And um, today we were talking about some things, and, and I, know, I know we're going to come back to the doing the right thing thing, but he brought up a really, really amazing and valuable conversation that, uh, that you know, there's a lot of people out there. And, you know, in the personal development world, and this, this particular show, this episode is going to be a little bit different, and we're, we're always super positive, but... Sometimes we forget to just talk about some of the things that people are dealing with on a daily basis honestly because we're always so busy saying turn it into something else make you know what you know fake it till you make it manifest always think positive speak positive do positive and all of that is absolutely the truth and I believe it's 100% effective and it always goes ahead and and makes it happen Okay, and, it, and it, it's it's how to create what you want instead of your current situation, whatever that may be. But it doesn't mean that your current situation isn't happening to you. And sometimes, you know, when we come on to these shows or we listen to tapes and books by by people who are already there, they've already arrived, they've already succeeded, they're not sitting there terrified because they don't know how they're going to keep the heat on. They, they they don't know what it's like when their kid is facing drug addiction, okay? They're, they're not talking about it. They're not talking about the fact that they're dealing with that right then and there or that they're, they're, they're dealing with, you know, their, their favorite family member just got diagnosed with cancer. They, they're not sitting there talking about these real live pains, these real live fears that people are facing. Maybe it's something that's horrible that's happened with your company. Maybe it's something horrible that's happened within your day-to-day living. Um, It could be that you're being evicted. It could be, I mean, there's a lot of real pain and real fear that people are dealing with every day, right, Peter? That's right. You know, and it's like, um, you know, it's it's a real, real heavy burden, and, and sometimes we forget that even the people that we're dealing with every day are dealing with these really, really heavy-duty things. And, you know, it's um, it's something that – and I'm going to go ahead and, and put up uh, this link that, that I was sent um, by Dan because he was he was explaining that it's not that we, we don't want to um, recognize the things that are going on for us, but – um, he, he told me the story of this samurai, and the samurai was sitting and he was meditating. And as he was sitting and as he was meditating, a fly came in and flew around annoyingly around his face, and then he landed right on his nose. 
And because this fly was distracting him from his meditation, he used his brilliant samurai skill and he with his knife and he he whacks the fly and it splits in half and magically it becomes two flies. And so he's absolutely, you know, needing to overcome this pesky fly in order to achieve his state of tranquility. So he goes and he he slices it again and he slices it again and he's, you know, in samurai fashion until there are thousands of flies surrounding him and he's absolutely, completely mind-boggled, okay, and he's pushed to his absolute breaking point. Um, And sometimes when we focus on the issue and we focus on the problem, and we're trying to fix it, and we're slicing it and dicing it, we're creating more and more problems and, and bigger and bigger issues. And so um, you guys have to see this this um, this video. I will go ahead and I will post the link, but it's at Urban and Dharma. That's U-R-B-A-N-D-H-A-R-M-A, urbananddharma.org, forward slash DTube, forward slash DTube1, forward slash fly so i will go ahead and put this up it's and it's a it's an amazing animation so make sure that you go and check it out excellent sorry scott, but i scott, thought that was no. a really cool story absolutely and scott Pollan would have said change the mechanism so instead of using the samurai just squash, absolutely just squash the darn thing <laughs> now now having said that um i think it, a lot of this has to do with your philosophy on how things are done so, for 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 instance, I, I'm just going to use a fly the the fly analogy. Everybody's got their own rules that they seem to make relative to different things. And when I find a stray fly in the house or a stray bug or anything that's not going to hurt my family, I sometimes ask myself how arrogant it might be for me to end this being's life by just swatting him. So I would, and everybody laughs at me for doing this, but I painstakingly figure out how to get the spider out of the house. Alive, you know. Now, if it was a tarantula and it's going to kill somebody, I just say, now, how arrogant or how crazy would it be for me to end this living, breathing's thing um, just because it's inconvenient for me? Mm-hmm. So, I think you develop your little philosophies all along the way. And most people on the line would probably say, Peter, you're just different. <laughs> Well, no, you know, I mean, this is actually interesting because the samurai are all Buddhists, and Buddhists don't believe ever in in killing anything. And so the moral of this story, um, well, I don't know if, if, if it's really the moral, but what what the the, the thing shows is that the fly, um, and he, in his meditation, he sees the fly land on a cherry tree and become the cherry blossom, and it's it's actually quite a beautiful um, a, a beautiful animation, and it, and it shows how each of these things you know become something else, and how you know we need to actually go ahead and look within and and see the beauty and everything. And absolutely, you know, no Buddhists walk around slicing flies. <laughs> it's a general rule. It's just not the Buddhist way. <laughs> So I, I needed to say the rest of the story, but I knew I was gonna I was gonna lose something with it. You have to watch this video. Alex is putting it up for us as we speak. Excellent, way to go. <laughs> so the, so I've learned you know the, the the kind of interesting thing that happens when you get as old as I am, <laughs> which is like how the hell did that happen? Um, but the interesting thing is I learned I had the great fortune of working with a great gentleman um, when I was early on in my Electrolux career. So I sold vacuums with a company called Electrolux, and I had a couple of people in my life that really made a difference and actually showed me some stuff that I know I wouldn't have probably figured out on my own. But one of the examples that Ronnie gave me was if you say you know something, you live that way. If you say you know something and you don't live that way, then you're just aware of it. So that took a little bit of explaining because you probably have to hear it a couple of times to really understand. So if you say you know something, you live that way. If you say you know something and you don't live that way, you're just aware of it. So let's go back to my little example about doing the right thing. 
if you if you say you know I, I really think this is the right thing to do, then you live that way. Uh, whether people are noticing or not, you're doing it that way. Whether uh, it's popular or not, you're doing it that way. Otherwise, you're just kind of like aware of it. So if I were to say, say for instance, relative to sales training, because we do a lot of sales training, um, I was talking to one of my newer guys just recently, and he says, yeah, 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 I know the sales stuff. And then I, I was listening to him, and I says, you don't know it. You're just aware of it. You don't know it. You're just aware because mm. I listened to your presentation, and you didn't live it. When the person did something, you didn't do what we teach in sales training. So you're just aware of it. Like if somebody says, oh, I read Think and Grow Rich, or I read this book, you know, The Magic of Thinking Big, or anything else, and you're not living it, then you're simply aware. i got to tell you, living it is sometimes a lot harder than it is to just be aware of it or to talk about it. And when we talk about doing things the right way, you know, you're going to pay the price. I know we're coming up to our next break, so I'm going to squeeze in a teeny-weeny little story. Now, remember, this is my version of the story, and there's always several versions. So to be as fair as I possibly can, I'll give you that disclosure in advance. I had promoted a gentleman who followed me along several different states as a branch manager. He took over a division for me over in Ohio. This, the backstory, like Dawn was talking about, the backstory, like what's the real truth behind what's going on, is his secretary didn't like him because I had to let go of the original person. So when I promoted my guy, I was demoting someone else, and they happened to be having an affair. Not the new guy, mm. but the old guy. And there was a lot of dirty laundry, and I kind of I managed my dirty laundry in that location because my superiors had always said, if you don't handle your dirty laundry, why do we need you? And when, I'm not, when I'm talking about dirty laundry, I'm not talking about unethical and illegal stuff. I'm just talking about the, the stuff that happens when you're running a business. So I managed it. And then one time on a call, uh, I was told to fire my guy. Now, this is the guy that had kind of followed and, and did what I needed to, to do and was right, but I had to fire him. And I said to the gentleman who was running the show at the time, no. Now, when I said no, I knew that he had put himself a back, uh, his back against the wall because he told the board of directors we were going to fire this gentleman because some of the bad stuff that the rumors that were being spread by the secretary were coming back, and he was being he was basically false charges and i said i'm not going to fire him and and i also knew that when i didn't fire him on that conference call as a result of what i was told to do that i would be sealing my fate and it would be a decision that myself and my family were going to wind up facing and that's the way it played out eventually i got quote unquote demoted into a really bad division um, and I had to rebuild it, which I did, but the reality was is that integrity thing I know cost me money. That integrity thing I know cost me a challenge, but I, I was wearing an integrity ring at that time, and I said to, the, uh, I, I said to myself, got to take this off because there's no such thing as integrity here. Doing the right thing regardless of the consequence I think is one of the definitions of real and true integrity and we're probably coming pretty close to where we should be starting to spin some records from our good friend axel so axel let her roll savage smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry if you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then... Hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to The Dash Radio. This is Dawn wright DeBrunts and Peter Mingles, and we're chatting about stuff. Yep. <laughs> we do that, kid. We talk we about do. stuff. Talking about stuff. I was just looking at samurai quotes just now, and um, this one jumped off the page. Um, it, well, two of them did. One was, a man who has attained mastery of an art reveals itself in every action. 
And so that that has a lot to do with what you were just saying. And then a man who can't uphold his beliefs is pathetic, dead or alive. <laughs> that's Hajim Saito said that. Uh, yeah, that's really. Choose, yeah, if I were to choose which one. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people who walk the walk, you know, and, and you know, I like that a man who has attained mastery of an art reveals itself in his every action you know people people say a lot of stuff but you know we are who we are in everything we do so you know um somebody once said you know who you are speaks so loudly i can't hear what you're saying uh-huh. and um you know and we've been just watching a lot of people say a lot of stuff and do completely different stuff lately and um you know, sometimes our heroes become, you know, and that's why we don't, I, I hate the word hero most of the time because, you know, a long time ago I found out that if I made someone else my hero, in order to become my own hero, I'd have to kick them off their pedestal. And so, you know, I I haven't looked at other people as my hero in, in many, many moons, but I have, you know, looked at other people and, and and thought that I knew who they were and what they stood for and then been shocked. And um, and that's a really hard hard lesson. You know, it's a hard day when somebody that we we look up to or that we look to and believe that they are people of integrity or high character and who truly, you know, we think they walk the walk, and and then we find out that they that they either sold out or um, or decided to serve a different master than the one they were serving before. And it's a tough time when we find that stuff out, Peter. And okay. and. You know, it's it's tough stuff, and I know that everybody has dealt with that rude awakening in their lives because I can't imagine walking through life and and not being shocked or sorely disappointed in in our in our awakening to a belief system that didn't exist before. You know, whether it's from you know a failed marriage or a uh, your you know kids kids will shock you just about any day of the week. <laughs> As they're growing up and learning their way through life, um, you know, and, and, and falling on their faces, as do all of us. Um, and then, you know, in business especially, you know, there there's people that you believe you can you can walk walk the line with and, and then all of a sudden you find out that they're just not they're just not living life um to the same standards or, or belief systems that or or integrity or whatever it might be that we are. Right. Well, sometimes people's integrity is for sale, mm. and that's the challenge many times. I think that's probably the most disappointing thing that you might face when you're running a business, and we deal with a lot of home-based business-related issues, but running a business is itself is when you find that people's integrities might be for sale. So they're decisions that people make. Um, there was a I, – I know we reference outside sources sometimes when we take a look at this, so you talk about Dan Doerr. One of the things that I found was fascinating – um, I found uh, I, I don't remember exactly how the course of action I, I found it, but Michael Sandel is a is an instructor at Harvard University, and if you go to Harvard, no, no, I'm sorry, JusticeHarvard.org, so JusticeHarvard.org, he actually they filmed a whole session of I don't know ten sessions or fourteen sessions at Harvard University, so if anybody ever wants to know what it would be kind of like to be educated at Harvard, there you go. So they did this really great thing, but the subtitle of the whole thing was the, What's the Right Thing to Do? And it goes through all the philosophical thought processes and explains them on all sides of the expression. So for those people like me and like Dawn that like to have their brain itched and stimulated you know, with things like this, they're a little bit higher than maybe Honey Boo Boo or whatever the heck that is. You know, I don't know. I'm like, where do these things get traction? Like, this is what? Somebody said something about duck hunters recently. I'm like, what? 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 Like, people like pay time attention to this. So when you're in the defrag mode, maybe I think so I don't know. Well, when, okay, so so that could be that testosterone building mode. That we were we were learning about from Mars and Venus masters. Yeah, the other John Gray. Day, because you know you got to look at something that's just totally brainless and disconnect. Kind of builds your testosterone levels back up. Whether it's sports, it could be duck hunters, it could be, it could or duck hunters. Is it duck hunters? Yeah. Uh, no, I never watched it. Yeah, All yeah, I know yeah. is that lots of people uh, 
I've, I've watched these shows. My dad is a reality show addict, okay? He loves to watch the food dives and drives and drive-ins. Drive yeah. Yeah, he's retired. He loves to watch this stuff, and he loves to watch, like, some of these the reality shows. And, and uh and and I can I, I gotta say, you know, on a day where you know you're just kicking back and it's raining outside and you know, you're sitting there with my dad, you know, that 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 could be fun. But you know, some people live their lives by these things and it, it can be a little numbing eventually. <laughs> yep. Or or maybe it's just, you know, hey, you know, if they can do it I can do it. <laughs> right. Well, in moderation I guess everything's okay. Yes. You know, so yeah. yeah, if you want to watch the duck thing or the honey boo boo thing, all you have to do is move to Arkansas. If you want to <laughs> so if you live in Arkansas, watch the duck thing. But the, so, do you know that Barb called me the other day just to let me know? I don't know. Did I send you the, that article? Um, I, I don't know about about the the pantless woman who tried to evade the the oh, cops yeah. from arresting her on a toy truck. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the, that the, the was part of my part. only in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so for anybody who wants to wants to know if that's real, you can Google woman um woman evades DWI on toy truck pantless woman evades DWI on toy truck in Arkansas. It's a real story. She actually did that. <laughs> she didn't get away, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So I guess you know you, you take a look at where your uh, your intellectual stimulation might come from, and when you need to defrag, that's what those things are good for. But in moderation, I'm guessing you know like who I who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. But this and but and then if you want to live your life that way, that's fine. But when it comes to the 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 concept of doing the right thing and integrity, sometimes all these things take time and they take work, and sometimes they're simpler than you could ever imagine. What's the right thing to do? That's the reason why I brought up the Michael Sandel thing is because he did this whole thing at Harvard University, again, justiceharvard.org. You'll find it on TED.com as well, one of my favorite places to go to see riveting talks by remarkable people free to the world. That's their subheading. But when you have a choice of either thinking things through one way or another way, if you kind of balance it out, I'd say that's uh, for people like us and maybe people that are attracted to these types of things, the stuff that um, makes a difference in your dash. Because we, you know, people like you and I, Don. Um, whether we like it or not, it always seems to be that we are the hub and the spokes of the wheel for a lot of things. So mm-hmm. we have to, you know, we, we, we have to be at a higher level. We have to be at a different plane. It puts a lot of pressure on us, which is kind of good because sometimes we need that structure of being that type of an individual or whatever. So it kind of forces us, boxes us in sometimes to do things that we might not normally do naturally or what you might be able to have let, or let things slide. So relative to my situation, lots of people can take a look at a lot of the things that I do, and I know with you as well, and when when watched, they can see that we come back to the expression that I used, when you say you know something and you really know it, you're going to live that way. When you say you know something and you don't live that way, you're simply aware of it. They can Mm -hmm. watch what you do, and many times they can watch what I do, and they can say, you know what, he's living it. He's not just aware of it. Mm -hmm. So when we see some things that are sometimes going wrong and we follow those three questions that Dan Dor gave us, then we can jump in. When we start to work with people, we look at the whole scenario. We look for the whole people, not just the employee that might work for us. We look at the whole thing. What else is happening in his life that might be a determining factor? You know, and what do I need to know about whatever might be happening? Because if I walked in his shoes as well, I might be doing or thinking. So it's a little bit more of a complicated thought process, but it probably is one of the reasons why we become the the hubs of the spokes of those wheels to make sure we get a lot of things done. And I'll ask you, you know, one thing for you. Maybe we had some, uh, and I don't want to skew my question, but maybe we had some of that in us at birth. But I know for, I think, like me, a lot of it had to be learned. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, well, I think that our, I think that we have a lot at birth, and then it can be um, supported and and honed in our family environment, and it can be, you know, it, it can be through our, I mean, through our life, you know, stuff or shit happens, right? Yep. <laughs> Just the bottom line, shit happens. 
you know, that that forms us into who we become, you know, and and I think that things can make us or break us depending on that internal fiber because, like, I look back at my life, Peter, and, you know, like, I know people who have never had a single death in their lives, right? Not one person has ever died. Or I know people that they had one death in their life, and it's like they, they just wrapped themselves in mourning, and never came back out, you know? I, I've met who they, It defines that, who they are. Yeah, and it, they, they just got completely wrapped up in the story of that particular defining moment in their lives, and they've never let it go. It's people who have been destroyed by a divorce, um, they've got wrapped up in that story, and they've never let it go, and it defined them, and they've just decided to be that. That's it, okay? And then I look at, like, literally... Almost every single person for many, many years that was super close to me in my life, just death after death after death after death. And and I go, okay, so I came into that path, and who I was, either either who I was as a human being in, in my, where where I came in strong maybe, so that it didn't kill me, or was it, was it, was it part of my spiritual or emotional DNA? you know, that made me able to go ahead and function and, and gain the wisdom and recover and survive that without it totally destroying me versus somebody else who had one experience with it that completely went off the deep end. I mean, you know, is that learned or is that something we come in with? Sorry yeah. to go completely deep and heavy with that, but I don't know. Probably a combination of both. Maybe. But it's probably manageable as well. And I guess maybe by the degree of the uh, issue and the meaning of the issue, it could define you or not. Like we have, uh, you, you introduced me to a friend of yours who recently lost uh, an adult child. Mm-hmm. And there's probably nothing, anybody who's ever been through that before, probably as a parent, realized that's probably got to be the hardest thing on the planet. Maybe losing a child is even harder than losing a spouse because you expect maybe to lose a spouse but never a child. I know I watched my mom and my dad go through it, and my mom really still had a hard time through it for many, many, many years before she ever and never had closure. So some of those things are absolutely positively explainable and much harder to be able to deal with. But then for those, you know, to, to argue from extremes is always a weakness. There's lots of us sometimes that have a defining moment for something small that happened or relatively insignificant. So it's kind of like, you know, and many times we take a look at those things and we say, where was I contributing as a factor? And if I was doing the right thing, maybe a lot, maybe I could have steered the course of those things. Maybe I am totally responsible for where I am. So as we kind of wrap this up before we start the next segment. I learned a lot from being a vacuum cleaner salesman with the right people. It was the right people who also happened to be vacuum cleaner salesmen. And what they told me was that, in the last, you know, if I look at where I am now, it's as a result of the decisions I've made over the previous two to five years. So I am who I am and where I am as a result of the decisions I made over the last two to five years. And as I look back, I said that was true. That is true. And I kind of said, you know, you're right. Mm-hmm. And then I said to the gentleman that said it to me, I said, Joe, if that's true, can it work forward? Can I be who I am and where I want to be? in the next two to five years based on the decisions I make right now. today? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yeah. So we'll let Axel do some spinning, and we'll pick that up on the next segment. So Axel, go for it. Are you in a run about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then... Hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And I'm going to just let you pick it up, Peter, because where you were going, I loved. 
Okay, so for those people that kind of need to hear it again, I was, I was, my background was in sales originally, and I started a management training program, and I worked with a company called Electrolux, and we used to teach philosophy a couple of times a day, like personal development stuff, and then we teach product knowledge because we didn't really need to know how long the cord or the vacuum was or the toggle switch or the color. Or we weren't teaching people how to build the product. We were just selling them. So we had to work on our own heads. So one of the guys said, um, you are who you are and where you are as a result of the decisions that you've made over the previous two to five years. So I'm going to stop there for a second. I was a recent college graduate, and I started to test that theory because I, I don't just listen blindly. I want to ask myself a question like is, this, like, is there any truth to this, or is this like some of the things that people say that just aren't true? So a little bit of fact-finding, and I went backwards, and I said, let me see if I could test that theory. Well, I'm sitting here in this room. I'm the one who decided that I opened up the newspaper, answered the ad, and took the job. Um, I, went to, I just recently college, graduated from college. No one had a gun against my head to say you have to go to Hofstra University. Um, no one told me I had to study the courses that I did, although I had suggestive influences, obviously, from parents and friends and whatever. But I was the one who ultimately decided it. I decided what I had for breakfast. It wasn't decided for me. So in a free society, I really, I look back and I said, you know, you're right, good and bad. I, I was where I was exactly based on the decisions that I made over the previous two to five years. And then, you know, you get the aha moment. I say, wait a minute, can it work forwards? It worked backwards, but can it work forwards? And can I be who I want to be two to five years from now? Can I have what I want to have two to five years from now? You know, if I wanted to, I'm going to just use an example. If I wanted to weigh 500 pounds, could I do it in the next five years? And the answer is, well, there's some people that probably could show me the game plan of how to do that. <laughs> you know, if mm -hmm. I wanted to be physically fit, could I be that in the next two to five years? The answer is yes. Could I be happily married? Could I have a kid? Could I promote myself in this business? The answers were, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. There was a certain liberation here that in a free society, I probably could. So that was like pretty amazing. So I started to test that theory. So when I, you know, I started to do the things that I wanted, and I put the income goals and some of the other goals and all those types of things, and eventually, as a result of that way of thinking, I was running, Dawn, uh, 96 different offices for that company when I was 26 years old. I was the wow. youngest area vice president of that company, and it was only because I realized that, wait a minute, I can. Mm -hmm. I can. And, and i got to share with you this. When I say the 96 different stories, you know, the, the, you know, how many times have you heard, I, well, I just didn't say that to impress you. I said that to impress upon you. I mm -hmm. hate that expression. That's, that's a <laughs> stupid expression. I hate that expression, so I won't use that. The only reason why I share with you that example is because that's what Peter Mingles did in Peter Mingles' life. So my challenge to anybody that would might, might be listening is how about you? What's your story? Tell me your story. Now, I know yours, Dawn. Mm -hmm. You created amazing things over the last two to five years, mm -hmm. amazing things. And eventually that story is going to be, a, a, you know, be out there in a book or a, a conversation or whatever, but amazing things over the last two to five years. And relative to this radio show, anybody listening in is watching it happen. They're watching it in progress. See, again, the application of if you live it, you live it. If you're not living it, then you're just aware of it. And people are watching what we're doing with the Dash Radio and the stuff that we'll be doing with other people over time as we attract those types of people that gravitate towards this thought process. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah, the, absolutely. That is so and exciting. It is so exciting. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing if you have the forethought and you can say you're watching this at the beginning. You know, most people don't have the concept of this is going to be big, you know, um, and and what what's funny, Peter, you know, like I I don't know if I've told the story on on the dash, so I'm just going to say it, you know, 
I went up to women's leadership with Psy Seminars, which is PSISeminars.com. And Dan Dorr, um, he, he was one of the, the originators of Psy Seminars with Thomas Wilhite, who was its creator. And, um, you know, and you met you guys met uh, Scott Pullen, who actually worked for Clemmer & Associates, and Brian Clemmer was one of the protégés of Thomas Wilhite of Psy Seminars. And so I talk about Psy, and it, it, because it's 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 pretty brilliant work and um i cannot for the life of me remember what i was just about to tell you guys <laughs> i just completely lost what i was what i was telling you oh my goodness well nope. we, were, we were talking about the two to five years thing and designing your life and what's your story and probably fit into something like that yeah but but let me just kind of while you're remembering these things um Tomorrow, the guest speaker that I have on the call is um, is somebody that we attracted, uh, meaning, like, you know, by being out there and doing a lot of the right things and asking some questions, I ran across a gal that's got, she's got, a, a, like, an unbelievable story about taking personal responsibility for your own health. And, Dawn, since the beginning of... <laughs> I remember, by the way. Okay, good. All right, good. So, <laughs> should I let it out, or should, like, are you going to forget it again? And like, No, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Do you want to write it down? All right, all right. Okay, all right. So anyways, what I was talking about (laughs) was the fact that, like, nothing that I ever do ends up small, you know, and some of us are are just built that way, and we can't help it. It's what we do, and you and I talk about this a lot. It's just how we do it. It's just what we do. It's it's not by intention necessarily you know sometimes we think we're just going to do something small hold some space you know like the dash um we and 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 from a let's just do this so that you know we we're holding a little space have a microphone and and we're just talking and you know we're just keeping that energy alive while we're looking at what we're going to do and the next thing you know it goes from being you know, just this little thing that we're going to do to an entrepreneurial radio show, to an entrepreneurial radio station. And, you know, we're, we have people from terrestrial radio who are contacting us and asking us to go ahead and, and put our shows out there on their, you know, radio stations already. And, you know, I mean, from an idea to just just this little thought in December to you got to be kidding me, look at what we're looking at creating right now. And you know we're we're doing that from the from a I don't know how to make a radio show. Do you? <laughs> no, but that's never stopped us before. Kind of a space. And so when I was up on the ranch, we had this one moment. And and you know I had gotten you know when when you're in these leadership retreats, you know there there could be some real confrontational moments that occur. And I had gotten my butt chewed by because I was the person who walked up to the board and with and picked up the magic marker, willing to go ahead and write stuff down that the seventy five women were saying. And somehow, because I had the marker, I became the person that was going to get my butt chewed, and I was going to get attacked for giving my ideas because I had my ideas going out, and I had the marker. You know, because if if you have the marker, you have this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Perception it of power. Yeah, I guess so. So um, I, I I was really upset that I had gotten yelled at, and I was just like, what the hell? I was just being helpful. I just had the marker. I mean, next time I won't pick up the marker. Well, you know what? So there are people who pick up the marker, and there are people who don't pick up the marker. I'm one of those people who picks up the marker every single time. Yep. So saying that I'm not going to pick up the marker anymore because I got attacked is just my way of saying, forget it, I don't want to do it anymore, I hate getting attacked, but I'm still going to pick up the marker the next time. So I decided at our big last event that I just wanted to plant the flowers. Huge, huge, huge project. I'm tired of getting my butt kicked. That was my version of I'm not going to pick up the marker. I'm just going to plant the flowers, okay? Do you know within 30 minutes of this 10-hour project, about 40 of the 75 women were coming to me and asking me for instruction. And the only thing that I raised my hand to do was to plant the flowers. But within 30 minutes or so, I was general contracting the entire project. And it just so happened that I knew what everyone was doing and what everyone was supposed to be doing. So from uh, I'm just going to plant the flowers, 
I ended up being the lead on the entire project. And it's not because I I raised my hand to do it, but people saw in me a leader. And I stepped up and rose to the challenge because it's who I am, you know. And, you know, it doesn't matter if, and it's that, that, that quote that we were talking about, you know, you're playing small doesn't serve the world, you know. If you are called to leadership in this lifetime, if you are one of those people who are called to that place, that, 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 that walk of integrity, even when people might not believe you, that call to a higher character or loyalty when even other people might be going on a lower road or, you know, turning their backs and walking away, if you're the one who stays loyal, you're the one who knows the truth and knows you've spoken the truth or been walking in truth, even when people don't believe you, okay? If you've been called to lead and to a higher purpose um, and you're the one who's going, wait a minute, isn't anyone paying attention to what we said was going to be? You know, these were the rules, these were the bylaws, this is what we said we were going to do. Why isn't anyone doing it? even when everybody else turns their back on the truth or on the rules or on what that higher purpose everyone agreed to would be. And you're the last man standing. Right, Peter? Right. Been there before. Yeah. They save a spot Um, for me there. Recently. Yeah, they save a spot for me there. Yes. Um, You know, sometimes you're going to be that guy if you're called to that higher place and that leadership space. It's really lonely sometimes, you know, and Ernestine Fisher, that day when I looked and said, I was just going to plant the flowers, she is a woman who we call the oracle at the Cy Ranch. She is a fabulous, in her 80s, fabulous black woman, and I say black woman because she is the epitome of, she she reminds me of, um, oh gosh, who's the woman, that brilliant black writer. Um, She's like Maya Angelou? Yes, Maya Angelou. She reminds me of Maya Angelou. And she looked at me in in all of her brilliant, beautiful wisdom, and she said, you know, Dawn, the farther up the ladder you go, the more your ass shows. (laughs) And, you know, it it was just such a brilliant quote. And Dan Dort explained to me the the origin of that quote. But it's, it's like, you know, She's just such a higher being, and I didn't expect it from her, but it's something I remember every single solitary day. And, you know, when you put yourself out there and when you're the last man standing and when you're still committed to the truth and to your integrity and to living in that higher place of character, um, you know, you're going to get shot at. You're going to be, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people who who challenge every fiber of your being and don't believe you, right? Yep. Or don't agree or yep. just choose to take the easier path, you it's know? Easier to, it's easier to be a sniper. It is. It's easier to go with, with, with the majority, and so they just do. And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean that you're wrong, and it doesn't mean that uh, you, you will live to fight another day, Samurai. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, th- and that ties into the stuff that we're talking about for tomorrow, because the gal we have on tomorrow took personal responsibility for what was going on with her own life. And when we talk about these things, about taking the personal responsibility to do what's right, regardless of the consequences sometimes, it takes interest and it takes character. And I just hope that somebody might be listening into this and we might be confirming, and we might be the only ones confirming, two total strangers on a radio show confirming what they need to hear, and mm-hmm. hopefully for some people that's the case. So, Don, I'll let you wrap it up as we're wrapping up the last 30 seconds. Well, that is absolutely it. So thank you very, very much for listening, and uh, whatever, whoever this show is for, just know that there's two people right here that believe in you, and uh, that that have been the last men standing more than one time in our lives, and I'm sure many, many more times to come. So even though you might feel very alone right now, you're not alone. So keep keep fighting the good fight and standing up for what you believe in every single day of your lives, as we will too. And we will see you here tomorrow night with another person who's who's marching to the same drummer. Have a great one, guys. 
Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.